with Leslie and Jamie. And a happy Friday to everybody. Yay, Friday. Yay. It is Friday's here. Friday, TGIF. I'm Leslie Lopez. I'm Jamie Lopez. We had one good day of weather this week. Uh, Yesterday. It's a crazy week because we had had the fireplace on and the heat on. And then the next day, it's 64, 70 degrees. I open the windows. It's just, it's not fun. Put it that way. It's no fun at all. (laughs) Yesterday, I set out for about, oh... 35, 40 minutes just in the sunshine just to get some vitamin D rolling into my system. You know, get that production, make yourself feel better, um, listen to some calming music. And then this morning I got up at 7 o'clock and it was 37 degrees. So it's very cold. It's freezing and raining. <laughs> yes. Thankfully, you I got were, my grass cut yesterday. Though. We did. You are listening to 100% Real with Leslie and Jamie. We have a terrific show for you today. First of all, we've got two special guests with us today, Sam Stillwell and Amanda Wilkins. They are performing at Fridays at 5 tonight with Main Street Martinsburg. They are our musical guest. Uh, we're going to catch up with them and see what they've been up to during the COVID-19 pandemic and uh, what we're going to expect for this afternoon's performance on Facebook with Main Street Martinsburg's Fridays at 5. My favorite event of the year, folks. Favorite year. Favorite event, definitely. Don't you wish every day could be Friday? <laughs> Actually, in our house it is. Almost. It is almost every day Friday. <laughs> we're also welcoming Chad <clears throat> Weinbrenner. He is the Chief of Field Operations for Berkeley County Emergency Ambulance Authority. And he's going to be talking with us today. He got a special award this week. So we're going to be finding out what that award was and uh, check in with Chad Weinbrenner. Um, we're going to check in also with Jamie. Jamie's going to give us an update for the City Councilman at large seat that he is running for. We're really excited for him to see what he has to say yep. uh, this week of what's going on. Um, and then also it's our weekly roundup, our real estate roundup, and of course TGIF, what to do this weekend. And we've got a few things on the bill. So I think you're going to have a good time. You're watching us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It's at 100% Real with Leslie and Jamie. We're live in the Sputnik room here at the Delaware Airbnb, and um, we're just glad to be with you today. So follow us. Ask us questions. Let us know that you are here. Um, we'd love to hear from you. So, yes. I'm here. Good. I made it. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. Well, um, first of all, we're going to get into our top. Five. It's the top five. It's the top five. All right, folks. If you've been quarantined, you know that um, the news is telling us that people are enjoying their wine and their beer and their drinks. So today, our top five is the top five wines you sh- you can drink before noon. I thought that was all wines. But these are, these are the best it is, five. It is all wine. So these are the best five over wines breakfast, you could drink before noon. Over breakfast this morning, I was doing a scan and scroll of all my emails, about 50 of them that had come in, and I saw this email that was from snooth.com, www.snooth.com, and they give reviews on wine. And um, if you're interested in that, you should just look them up. But it had the subject line, five wines to drink before noon 
And during the shutdown with COVID-19, I subscribed to this wonderful company, this wonderful company called Naked Wines. If I can get it in there. There it is. This is Naked Wines. Well, anyway, Naked Wines. And they sent me all these wonderful bottles of wine. So if you want to get, I got a case of wine for 100 bucks, 12 bottles of wine. I got five left. Well, four and a half if you count this one. So it's Friday. Surprise, there's any TGIF. <laughs> we are going to pour ourselves a glass of wine and we're going to talk about, and I got my Hillsborough glass here, Jamie. If you would pour the two ounce one of this bottle. You got it. Yes, and we're going to talk about the top five wines that I recommend and that I love. Cheers. Um, and that's your, one of them right there. For your top five wines before noon. And only do this if you plan to stay home and do not what, drive afterwards, folks. What, what about my glass? Oh, I forgot about Jamie. There my you go. <laughs> goodness. All right, hold on to it there. Hold on. Okay, so we right, are we celebrating. Go. Yes. Okay, we are celebrating Fridays at 5. Okay, well, a little so bit early. hand me that bottle back because oh. number 5, this is a Jose Hernandez Reserve, and it is a red wine blend. It's from Argentina. I highly recommend it. Folks. Red wine blends are, are an interesting kind of new twist mm -hmm. on wines, and uh, I really haven't found one yet yes. that I don't like. I really like these red <laughs> blends. This one in particular... <laughs> Very dry, very nice. Cheers. Okay, all right. Okay, let's get started. Oh, mm. shoot, we're 12.06. We, we didn't get our drink in before 12. <laughs> Uh-oh. Okay, so now we're moving on to our next mm. bottle of wine. And I recommend this one, folks. This is number four. It is Jean Pascal Lacaze Grand Reserve. It's a... Um, it's a oh, yeah, it's a Cabernet Sauvignon. From Chile. And it is a 2018 bottle, and it is from chili so you have to check these out these are through naked wines folks these are really good so okay cheers oh, oh i like this i like this yes. program you got going on here cheers. okay good okay mm -hmm. the next one um i i have to tell you this because i um was a biggest corker at big cork winery people don't really know what that is honey but uh, well i was just a Club a member. member. She's a club member. But Cork. anyway, if you are familiar with Big Cork, you are familiar with their membership and their wines. Their wines are fabulous. If you've been there when Leslie and I've been there, fabulous. you will remember it because she tends to dance. <laughs> dance and then I fall asleep on the way home. Yeah. But anyway, right. this is Big Cork Vineyards Cabernet Franc. It is a 2017 bottle. And it is um, from Big Cork Vineyards in Roarsville, Maryland. So if you're looking to get out when the winery is open, and that's mainly Virginia and uh, Maryland around our area, yep. definitely stop at Big Cork. Okay? All right. Now, number... That Cab Franc is really good. That was, yes. a, eight, that was a 17 bottle. Yes. Bottle. Number two. Okay. We, Oops, we, let me get this another, turned around there. Are we doing number, another one of these? Oh. Cheers, Jamie. Thank there you, Hillsboro, for the glass. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, this is number two, Big Cork Vineyards Nebbiolo. Oh, my goodness, guys. If you go and you have a tasting at Big Cork Vineyards, you have to taste the Nebbiolo. Lizzie, you cracked me up. <laughs> it's a 2017 um, blend, and you need to have some of the Nebbiolo. This is Jamie's a, favorite 
2017 Vint, vintage. vintage. It's a, it's a Nebbiolo grape. It's, yes. it's just really, really yes. a beautiful, wonderful wine. So anyway, that's one of our favorites too. Okay. Cheers. Right. What about, and what's uh, what's our number one wine, wine coming up? An exclusive. <laughs> Does anybody have? An exclusive oh, bottle that, that, you, that, that you can't even uh, get your hands on. Mm. Okay. All right, folks. This is a special bottle because this is Christian Lopez Sipamine wine that he had um, made for him. And it is a Windsor Vineyard Pinot Noir. And I have been saving it and saving it. It came out this past uh, winter, uh-huh. and um, it just sits on my shelf. And we will never know what it tastes like. <laughs> to Christian Lopez <laughs> and his it. Pinot Noir. He's yes. tasted it. He said it tastes good. Yes, but, and you know, uh, there's only a few it's of just these for bottles in so our it's, house. It's a souvenir. All right. So we, it, we, did we uh, did we do Christian's bottle? Yes, we did. So cheers. Okay, Christian's bottle. All right. <laughs> mhm. All right. Uh. So, um, oh, wonderful. Yeah, that was that was really special. Well, I think the show's only going to be about five more minutes, and then we're we're going to roll out of here. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. No, I'm not going to sleep. <laughs> L- live from the red carpet, it is celebrity guest time. Oh, did you just do the hand pumps? I did. <laughs> I did the hand pumps. It's Friday. We're celebrating. It's Fridays at 5 tonight. So if you go on Facebook, Fridays at 5, you can be um, entertained from 5 to about 5.45 with a um, musician that is local here in town. Mm -hmm. And today we are very excited. We have Amanda Wilkins with us. She's a native West Virginia girl. And Sam Stilwell. Yes, and Sam Stilwell, who is a native West Virginia boy. Too much wine already. Amanda's been a songwriter, and she's been performing for 25 years. And when she's not performing, she teaches vocal lessons, guitar lessons, piano full-time at four different schools. And um, she is just a busy lady. And then Sam, Sam Sam and I went to uh, Shepherd College together in the music department. He was a little bit younger than I was. But um, he's been making music and has been an accomplished drummer, percussionist for over 20 years. We know Sam. Sam has taught Kennedy, our youngest son, drums since the age of five um, and uh, really perfected that craft. So we're excited to have him here. He studied music at Shepherd. And he currently uses his degree to run his own teachings and recording studio. He also teaches in the area. And he tours with the band Kicks as a drum technician and stage manager. Way to go, what, Sam. What a... We should have had some Kicks ready to queue up and play. I tell yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Hey, welcome to the show, guys. How are you doing today? Very well. How are you all? Oh, we're doing great. We are so excited to have you on the show. Amanda, what have you been up to? Well, um, recently been getting back to homeschool. Uh, I homeschooled my two daughters for about nine years, and uh, they they've been going to public school for a couple of years. But we we kind of dove headfirst back into homeschooling. It was kind of old hat uh, because of the the COVID nineteen situation and a uh, lot of um, live teaching on Zoom and FaceTime and uh, lots of live concerts. And we've been We've just been trying to to use this time to um, create things that we'd never gotten to before. Music videos, live shows on Facebook, kind of gigs in a gigless world right now. Wow, you had a little bit of an advantage, Amanda, because I didn't realize you had homeschooled before 
for the for most of the parents out there that are stuck at home I with their kids. I didn't know that either. They haven't done that before, and they are really struggling. I imagine you're you you uh, uh, made a little quicker adjustment than most. Just a little bit, just a little bit. My oldest daughter is not very happy with it because she's in high school, and oh, you know, um, yeah. I, I yeah. understand it is very difficult. Um, and I've been trying to uh, to give my friends, you know. Uh, a helping hand, you know, they'll send me a message. Yeah. Where do we go? What do we do? You know, uh, so ho- hopefully I've been able to help a little bit with with the nine years of experience. But even with that, it's not an easy task. <laughs> I talk to all those parents out there. And the mothers. And, yeah, and the moms. My goodness. Sam, how have your teachings, uh, teaching drums been affected with the COVID-19? I mean, how are you all here? Are you able that? to do that on Zoom? Are you able to do drum Yes, uh, okay. I've been doing, um, it's whatever the student uh, has available. I've been doing Zoom lessons. I've been doing WhatsApp, uh, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, whatever format that the student has. Uh, as far as drumming goes, we just have to take turns because, um, you know, the, 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 no matter what you do, there's a latency. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes, that's so I, um, I, a, a funny quip is that, uh, yeah, you ever watch the interviews from the space station? Yes. Yeah, you know, like even NASA has a latency. <laughs> yeah. So if they can't figure it out, you know, so we're doing the best we can. Well, we we understand what we're working with. That's for sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Amanda, you have a new album that came out just recently. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yes, uh, it's called Open Doors. Uh, It was sort of three years in the making because uh, Sam had experience with writing before. Uh, I had very little experience uh, writing with my late husband. My late husband was was sort of the predominant writer, and I was the finisher. He'd say, you know, hey, I need a line, or hey, I need a, you know, a, Mm -hmm. a quip or something, and I'd come in, but never really wrote. So when Sam and I got together, we just dove head first into writing and long story short we finally got it finished uh we did not print it it's only on uh apple i get is it itunes or apple music um okay. and or streaming and um purchasable online awesome. we decided to do that because of the covid instead of printing it sure it makes it more accessible i mean it's right there yes. well yeah. that's that's where people go to get music that's nowadays, where our young so. people are that's where they Yes, are. absolutely. <laughs> and, and me. <laughs> I do miss the record stores, though. Don't we all? Don't we all? Well, I'm glad to see, yeah. though, and Sam and, you, and Amanda, you, you guys both know this, records are coming back. So oh, yes. they, you know, I think I saw something recently that records have now outpaced the sales of CDs. And, of course, physical music you can hold in your hand has is already almost gone, you know, because almost everything is digital. But I love it that record sales have uh, been outpacing other formats mm-hmm. for actual physical uh, sales. And uh, now when we're at concerts, almost every artist there at their merch table normally has a record. Uh, I've is, noticed that. I've yeah. noticed that. I think that's awesome. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Is that something in your guys' plan when COVID is over? I would love to be on vinyl. That's yeah, <laughs> That's cool. been a dream of mine to be, you know, even if it's just one that we can play and one that we can hang on the wall. That has yes. always been a secret little dream of mine. Yes. Yep. They're cool. They're, They're cool. special. You have to buy the special uh, frame and make sure that you just put it where everybody can see yeah. it. Yeah. 
<laughs> gotta get some cool artwork. See, because uh, on a record you got a front and back, and then you got the sleeve front and back too. So, opportunity for some okay. artwork. Okay, so guys, yeah. where can we find you all on Facebook? What are your pages that we can keep up with the music that you all are putting together and putting out? Well, uh, there is a professional page uh, just called Amanda Wilkins, um, and not, a, not Amanda Wilkins' son. Yes, Amanda <laughs> Wilkins' son. Bless her. I, I have actually gotten to know her just a little bit. Amanda Wilkins' son was uh, with a group called the Wilkinsons back in the '90s, and we're around the same age. But after I got married, and my name changed to Wilkins, we have been confused for each other online. Oh my goodness. Oh, yeah, so she, we've gotten to know each other a little bit. So it's kind of a, a running joke that, you know, between all of us, we're like, Amanda Wilkins, not son. <laughs> hey, hey, that, that definitely Amanda happens. Amanda Wilkins on Facebook. Um, let's see, www.amandawilkinsmusic.net. Okay. Right. Um, Sam has a Facebook page. I have a regular Facebook page. Just throw Grace in between Amanda Wilkins and um, Apple Music, Pandora, Spotify, uh Shazam, which I've never heard of before until I uploaded our music. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. We're kind of technologically non-savvy, so this this is new to us. I have one really quick story related to your confusion with Amanda Wilkins' son. So okay. there are a lot of Christian Lopez's out there in the world. Of course, he, like you, he has these music profiles in different uh, social formats. But but I have to tell you, the Christian Lopez artist that we're thinking about is actually in Mexico. No. Oh, he's a Mexican okay. artist. Isn't he a Mexican artist? That's not what I'm he talking about. He speaks in Spanish. No. Or sings in Spanish. No, no. They're, he's pretty good. There, there was a... <laughs> There was a home run that was caught by yes. a kid when Baltimore was playing New York Yankees some years ago in the playoffs, and that kid's name was Christian Lopez. Yeah, it was so a kid. It was a when, when you Google Christian, it either comes up with our Christian or that other kid. <laughs> <laughs> and then that Mexican singer. But anyway, well, down the line, yeah, yeah no. he's real good too. But, um, he is good. Yeah, it's just interesting. I don't understand um, what he's saying. Uh, <laughs> well... <laughs> It's called Google Translate, and it works. I have no idea. But anyway, um, Amanda, you had posted a picture of Sam on your Facebook page when you all met. And Sam, it was so funny to see you so young. Wasn't funny, but it was nice to see you young. But what's up with the long hair? Was that the rocker guy coming out in the drummer? That you are? That was just the 90s. (laughs) That was just the late 90s, and... uh, um, I was on I was on the road for years and I uh, just never got a haircut. <laughs> and and uh, I came back home and joined a country band and I still had this hair. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was just that weird time. But the late nineties were weird. That hair is where Sam and I's history started. Yeah. That's, that's what he looked like when I first met him. He was playing drums for a country band, and I used to open for them back when I was 16. Wow. Wow. And his mom has scrapbooks of all of these gigs that he played because his his parents are incredibly beautiful people. I love them so much. And I'm flipping through the scrapbooks of all of these old pictures of Sammy and the band from when I first knew him, and there's a couple pictures of me on stage. They had no idea that it was me until I said, do you know who this girl is? And they're like, no, she always used to open. And I said, I said, Irene Freck, that's me. (laughs) Isn't it crazy how 
time brings us all back together. What goes around comes around. Yeah, yeah. Well, you guys are performing tonight on Main Street Martinsburg's page, Friday at 5, so that everybody can tune in um, to Facebook Live this evening on the Main Street page. Can you tell us or give us an idea of what to expect for tonight? What is the set looking like? Well, we're uh, we're actually doing something a little different tonight. We're going to play uh, mostly originals. We have a few covers thrown in there, but we've written quite a few uh, new rig- originals in the past couple months, and we we wanted to give that a, a shot. Okay, that sounds great. Can and- you give us an? Can you just give us a little bit of a taste of what we're going to hear tonight? Sure. Okay, great. Yeah, we just wrote this one. Uh, I believe we finished it two days ago, and wow. uh, we liked it so much because we wrote it in a different tuning that we decided to throw this in today. Okay. Great, let's hear it. All right. to be with you guys tonight that's gonna to be fun that was really nice yeah i like that thank, thank you, you. Thank uh-huh. that was nice that's gonna be great so what's the future look like what do you all have planned what's going on uh let me check my crystal ball <laughs> i have a magic eight ball here it says okay it says uh try try back later <laughs> oh my goodness know, we're just gonna keep doing um things have changed okay yeah. Uh, venues have changed. Uh, restaurants, you know, we're, you know, we've mostly been like venue, menu kind of, uh, menu, menu, venue. That's menu, what, venue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where they push the tables out of the way and then you play in the corner. Yes. Right. Um, so they're, you know, it's going to see how they do, and then if they can afford to bring music back, uh, I don't know. If you have any advice, please let me know. Oh, well, I, I, it's new for us too. I will. Yeah, we we keep hearing that um, that venues are not going to be, you know, uh, you know, more than twenty five people. Um, mm-hmm. That they're they're not going to be opening back up, you know, concerts and such until twenty twenty one, and we're really hoping and praying that that is uh, just a, a myth uh, that that things may be starting back up. Um, closer to August, you know, September, October, sure. where we can start playing shows again. Because uh, even Kicks, you know, is is out of commission because of all this. So yeah, so we're hoping right the future is bright for uh, for playing live shows and getting back on the road because we do miss it, fly dates mm-hmm. and all of that. <laughs> what, I have, what I have done is I've built a stage at my house. Way to go, Sammy. Yes. Yeah. So, Outside uh, got, or inside? So... That's what we do. Yeah. yeah. That is awesome. You know? Did you build it inside the house or outside the house? I have a green screen inside. I, I built a green screen inside my house. Okay. For like videos and uh, having fun with the kids. And That's been fun. Stuff. Oh. Yeah. That's and, but um, outside I built a stage and uh, uh, it's, it's going to be an invite. Yeah. yeah. How fun is that? That's going to be a blast. You know, guys, uh, we have a friend, John, Josh... 
if I can say it, Josh Huff, who is actually the manager down at the Bright Box in Winchester. And that was the question. His brother's buying a house and we're the realtors on the deal and we're his buyer's agent. And I asked him last night when I saw him, I said, what's going on at the Bright Box? You know, he had been off for about four weeks, missed a couple of paychecks. They had laid everybody off, but they have brought him back full time. They are They're looking ready to open. reopen. Um, it'll be a seating kind of venue to where, you know, no standing, just everybody will be seated. And then that way they can spread keep them, them yeah, mm -hmm. spread out at distance the way they need to. But it's going to cut it about in half, you know, right. until it works back up. So... Hopefully the venues out there will, you know, start to reopen at some point just with, you know, being smart. Well, hopefully that's yeah. that's kind of the method that a lot of smaller venues will use. Uh, Amanda, you and Sam, have you played at the Bright Box before? Yes, yeah. I'm actually due to play there. I'm due to open ah. for a Christian band uh, July 26th, oh. I believe. It was April 25th. I'm crossing my fingers we for We pushed you. it back. Yeah. Um, they're called The Band Changed. Okay. And they're uh, mostly a Christian-based band. And I I'm really good friends with those guys. Really good friends with Bill Rogers, um, who books most of the en uh, entertainment there. We're, uh, Sam and I are actually doing um, a live broadcast with the bright box uh may 15th oh great really yeah they've, they've got a bunch of artists uh my buddy robbie lyman is playing Give on it and just a, a bunch of artists he asked us if we could do something for him a couple months ago when all this started and uh we were kind of talking with him a little bit about hoping that the bright box got shows back up because i love performing there i think it's a great venue who did you open up for uh the christian artists uh, Mark Lee from Third Day. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. So yeah, we know the Bright Box. Yeah, it's yes. an incredible venue. I love it there. We like we like it too. Yeah, yeah, it's a great venue. So if you're listening in, you're listening to 100% Real with Leslie and Jamie. We're talking to Amanda Wilkins and uh, Sam Stillwell. They are performing tonight on Main Street Martinsburg's Friday at five Facebook Live on the Main Street Martinsburg. Um, what, not website, but on the Facebook page. So yep. definitely check them out. Get your glass of wine and have an evening with your family or just even by yourself. Just having a nice time enjoying their music. One last question. And Sam, this is for you. Give us a memory that you have with the band Kicks. Uh, say that question again. What? Give us some memory that you have. Share a memory that you have touring with the band Kicks. She means story, but but keep it clean. Story, memory. Keep, keep it's it a clean. memory right now because it happened. Keep it clean, Sammy. We got kids watching. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh my gosh, it was uh, it was at an airport one morning, and um, everybody was so tired. And you know, I'm always one with a joke. Yeah. And um, we're standing, standing in line with, with you on a plane, and and I say something totally off my off my brain, and and Steve turns to me and says, "You know what? If you're not going to say anything funny, don't say don't say anything at all." I was like, "You got it, buddy. You, you got it." <laughs> Last uh, so, there, okay, so go ahead. Jump, no, so we get on the plane, and then this guy, the guy says, "This guy says." Um, are you guys kicks? I said, yeah. And the guy behind me, Steve Whiteman, and he loves talking to people. <laughs> <laughs> and Steve just says, now that's funny. <laughs> oh, oh my go. gosh. <laughs> hey, Sam, 
One more I day. Got of those, so. Yeah, give us a memory about our youngest son, Kennedy. Kennedy's take he took lessons from you for like ten years, eleven oh. years. Oh my gosh, Kennedy! Um, the first couple years teaching him, <laughs> I knew that this kid would be taking my gigs one day. Oh. Uh, and just hanging out, hanging out at the old house. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had them two drum sets downstairs yes, and the did. pool table yeah. and. Uh, that Terminator um, game. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes, uh-huh. we had a good time. So. Oh, we, like, I, I, well, like we turned in a half hour lesson into like two hours of just, Aww. of just uh, hanging out. That's so sweet. I, uh-huh. Yeah, I just, I just love teaching, teaching him. Oh, he has he a, very, he's a sponge. He has a great fondness for you, um, and I will tell him. I told him you would be on the show today. So I hope maybe that he joined us. Yeah, maybe he's watching. Yeah, to hear your interview. And um, Amanda, we wish you the best with your new album. Again, give us where we can find your music. Uh, you can find us on Apple Music, iTunes. You can find us uh, streaming on Spotify and Pandora, okay. uh, Shazam, uh, Amazon Music. Um, and you can find us on uh, YouTube. We have a YouTube channel, Amanda okay. Wilkins Official, uh, www.amandawilkinsmusic.net. Okay. And our, our new music video, Nobody's Baby, um, so far we've gotten 2,000 views on it. It's only been out for, for two weeks. We were so excited. Uh, we took it all in one shot with a GoPro 8, just uh, a, a fun thing. And it's at the bottom of the page on our official website. Outstanding. I should. We should look at that. Yes. Well, maybe I have. I don't know. I don't know. We're on the page right after this show. Shoot! It was Sam's idea. Just, just a one-shot deal, and it was so much fun. Well, I tell you what, Amanda, we'll share that video on our page here at 100% Real with Leslie and Jamie after the show today. So you you betcha. We want to get you as much. Um, yeah, publicity as we can, and we wish you and Sam the best in all your journeys, and uh, thank you for keeping music alive. And we'll be watching tonight at Fridays at 5. Yep, on Facebook Live. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming in, guys. Thank you, guys. Okay, see ya. Love ya. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. So, so what? one quick one. Sam what was telling a story. Fun, I, got, I got to tell. Fun, I got to tell a story. A, a Christian Lopez on the road story. Okay, go ahead. Sam's story reminded me of it. Okay. So, uh, uh, Christian, I, I drove the band rig uh, on many, many runs that Christian did opening slots for Sister Hazel. He was talking about bands from the '90s. So, Sister Hazel, big band from the '90s. A lot of songs people know. He was opening up for them at the Vogue in Indianapolis, and we were eating our food, eating dinner before the show. They were already done sound check, everything loaded in was finished, and we were, there's always a little bit of time before the show where everybody kind of sits down and grabs a bite to eat, and we were all sitting together in the same room. So myself, Christian, and his band, and Sister Hazel, we're all kind of shooting the breeze. Those guys from Sister Hazel <laughs> are really cool dudes. But Christian, we all know Sister Hazel songs. Christian had sure. somehow... Christian had somehow figured out yeah. where the lead singer for Sister Hazel would be sitting. Yes. And uh, on the road, he had bought one of those little um, gag gifts. It's, it makes fart sounds. Oh, no. And it's controlled by your phone. Tis my He son. stuck it under the guy's chair. <laughs> We're halfway through eating, and, and all of a sudden, the lead singer's chair starts. Christian turns it on, and it's making these horrendous fart sounds during the meal. 
and he like looks around everybody's looking at him and and it it just went on for probably like 10 or 15 minutes it was hilarious uh everybody thought it was funny uh, except for the lead singer he actually didn't think it was very funny but But it was it was a funny story i will tell you that our son christian actually thought he was going to be a comedian uh he also thought he could be a magician and he thought he was going to be a magician. And when he went to American Idol and he was right there in front of Mariah Carey, they said, show me a magic trick. He bit off a part of a quarter and then put it back. So she liked it. She loved that trick. I'll be right back. All right. So Les is going to dial in and get Chad Weinbrenner on the phone. And while she's doing that, uh, as I promised, every week I'll be talking about something that is important about my campaign for... Uh, the city councilman at large uh, that I'm running for. Uh, July 28th is the election date here for the city council seats. Uh, the uh, preliminary, the, the primary for other county seats has also changed, but we're concentrating on the city election, which is on uh, July 28th. So, uh, real quickly, one of the other platforms that I have is uh, yeah, what are we going to do about? the poor quality of out-of-state owned rentals in the city. Uh, there's about a 50-50 ratio of rentals to residences inside the city limits, and it's even higher, of course, in the downtown area. In general, though, that ratio is a little too high for a real residential area to, to flourish like the way we would love this city to flourish. So, you know, I've taken the time and I went out. I mean, there are city ordinances already on the books regarding uh, trash, uh, the you know cars, noise, all kinds of ordinances that apply to city rentals, residential rentals, single-family homes, multi-unit buildings, where they can be, how they have to be maintained. There, in fact, this is an interesting thing I found out. Uh, with John Skinner is the rental inspector. He's inspected my rentals for many times over the years. But there's even a code enforcement officer at the city. Her name is Holly Hartman, and um, in general, there's a lot of failure around the city regarding how. Uh, a lot of rentals look, are managed, prepared, and presented. This also adversely impacts the people who rent from these landlords. So one of my uh, uh, efforts will be to start with out-of-state landlords and enforce our existing codes to make sure that our city residents who rent from those out-of-state landlords are treated fairly, humanely, and respectfully by making these out-of-state owners take better care of their properties. If you own a home next door to an out-of-state renter, uh, a landlord, and he doesn't take care of the property, we're going to help you too. Because I want these out-of-state landlords to conform to the ordinances that are already in place. Right now, they really don't. I, I, after I looked over the ordinances, I couldn't think of an out-of-state landlord that has a single property that conforms. There may be a couple multi-unit places owned by corporations or something that are a little bit different story. But it's time for a cleanup, and when I get elected, that's when it will begin. Leslie, you ready with the next person? Yes, we are. Great. Yes, we are. Um, we're back in here. I'm going to get myself all hooked up here. We are actually bringing in a um, client of ours who is the chief operating officer 
um, for the Berkeley County Emergency Ambulance Authority here in um, Berkeley County, Martinsburg area. Um, Chad is a licensed paramedic and he was with the Berkeley County Emergency Ambulance Authority um, before he was promoted to chief. He was promoted to chief just recently. He's been employed since December of 2009. Been a long time. Um, yeah. He received an award this week um, from the governor's office, and uh, we heard about it through his wife, Mandy, who had posted about it, and um, it was at the planning commission meeting, and I saw it last evening, and I was like, wow. We got to talk about we that. We need Chad to be with us. So, we have Chad Weinbrenner on we the phone. We love Chad How and are Mandy. You doing, They're great. Chad? I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys? We are doing great. We feel like we're in, um, we're in, I guess, the presence of someone very special. Um, oh. We wa we want to thank you for what you have done. Um, I, you've got a big task over there. I know that you know it's been a difficult time, probably during the COVID nineteen pandemic, and, um, and had a lot to tackle. Um, so we just want to thank you for your service and for keeping everybody safe. So well, thank you. And uh, if you feel like you're in the presence of somebody special, it's probably just because Mandy's standing in the room with me right now. <laughs> oh, well, that's what we meant. Hi, Mandy. <laughs> We're so glad to have <laughs> you with us, meant. too. That is so special. Um, the, yeah. Ch Chad actually received an award at the county commission meeting, yes. but it was an award given by the governor, yes. if I understand. So, Chad, tell us about exactly what led to the award and what is the award. Um, so it's a, it's an award that came in from the governor's <laughs> office as a distinguished mountaineer. Um, oh. my soup, my boss, uh, the director of the ambulance authority, um, totally unbeknownst to me, uh, submitted me, uh, for the award to the governor's office and then was actually extremely good at, at, at hiding it. Um, so much so that when they presented it yesterday at the county council, I had another meeting I had to be at. He looked at me and said, no, just go ahead. I'll take care of this. And then I found out after the fact. Um, so he was very, very good at uh, hiding it. And um, it was for, uh, he put me in for it because I've been the uh, the lead uh, with the ambulance authority and, and one of the, one of the uh, county leaders, um, you know, for public service and first responders and, and helping us through this pandemic. And it was just his way to, um, you know, thank me for what we had done but uh you know just be very clear that not a single thing that we have done would have been possible without the fantastic team and wonderful wonderful first responders that are in our county uh, we're blessed to have the group that we do well congratulations on that very well-deserved award uh we know you had that thing coming but i'm so glad you're on uh the show today you and i have tried to hook up once before Mm -hmm. Your schedule is difficult. Your responsibilities are many, but we don't get a chance to talk to someone uh, like you very often, and I don't get a chance to hear anybody else talking to someone who is in the field <laughs> right. dealing with with close contact, saving lives of people mm -hmm. during this pandemic. So, so Chad, tell me a little bit about how you. The, how it has changed what you guys have to do for yourself and all of your men and women that work for you. What what does it look like now, now that uh, we have this pandemic uh, in hand? Sure. I think one of the single biggest changes for us and probably all emergency responders has just been the, the speed in which we used to respond to things. 
we have really had to curtail that back a bit because we're having to take a lot of precautions now, a lot of contact precautions. Um, you know, the, the landscape pre COVID-19 was, uh, we ran into a home. Um, you know, we, we started doing what we needed to do right. we're up close and personal helping these people. And, you know, the hallmark of a first responder is we always do for others without a lot of regard for ourselves. And, um, it's it's been tough to get a group of people, uh, fire, police, EMS, public health, um, that are they're so used to just giving of themselves. It's the directives since COVID nineteen has really been you need to make sure that you're safe before we can make sure that other people are safe. Uh, because the big fear was at the beginning that if we lost all of the community responders, um, you know we couldn't even fathom how poorly our community would fail if there was nobody left to answer the call. That is a, such and, an important thing to say, Chad. If we, if we didn't have the level of the responders, we would be in big trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And that was everything that we did at the start. Um, everything that I was involved in at the start was involved. And, and Jamie, you and I tried to hook up. I think it was like maybe week two of this. Yep. And, um, I was working seven days a week, 80 to 90 hours a week. My schedule was changing every minute. And right along with my schedule changing every minute was the guidance from the state and the federal government. And we went through, I bet you know, less than a dozen policy drafts in the first two weeks, just trying to figure out how we're going to handle this thing. Mm -mm -mm. And uh, we put together some insanely proactive measures to make sure that our first responders um, were taken care of both with our PPE and, um, the ability to really early on in this thing access rapid testing for first responders uh, to streamline some of those tests through certain labs, which gave us faster turnaround mm -hmm. so that we could figure out if these people either needed uh, medical treatment ASAP or if they were in fact clear of infection and we could get into the fight. And I'm sitting here today so incredibly pleased to tell you guys that as of right now, uh, EMS responders in Berkeley County have not had a single positive test for COVID-19 and we have only lost the total of six working days across the board for all of our crews wow. uh, due to precautionary quarantine, which is just amazing. That is amazing. And, I, and my assumption then, by extension, is you must have then what you need for PPE. Kind of, that's a question, too. Do you have what you need for PPE? Um, so, yeah, we have what we need. Obviously, we don't have what we want, um, but we do have what we need. And we have formed some phenomenal partnerships, both with uh berkeley medical center has been just amazing in this we have an awesome medical director our local uh, health department has been uh, amazing my deputy chief brenton byers uh when this mm -hmm. thing started he became a ppe minor he was on the phone with anybody and everybody you could think of looking for surgical masks and n95s and we were able to get out ahead of this thing and really secure a lot um our fantastic county leadership was able to secure uh, quite a large order of N95 masks to make sure the fire police and EMS had everything they needed. And then the hospital has stepped up to provide us um, uh, with free of charge uh, UV light disinfecting for all of our masks so that we're wow. able to reuse these and stretch our supply out as long as we possibly can. Mm -hmm. And um, because of all those steps people have taken, we're sitting here right now finding ourselves in a much more fortunate place than, than many other places around us. Uh, Chad, have you uh, 
some sort of plan in place. You know the governor and governors across the country are going to be opening up the uh, economy again. People are going to be going out. Everybody says there's going to be another spike of infection. Is that something that you've kind of planned for that you know is coming and you've got what you need to handle that too? It is. Um, we're, we're expecting to see our volumes increase. Um, one thing that we didn't expect to see when this happened, uh, we were kind of expecting the opposite reaction that we were going to be absolutely swamped with calls and West Virginians really listened uh, to the guidance they were given and they stayed home and yeah. our call volume significantly dropped. We're expecting to see that volume continue to increase uh, as the governor uh, and nationwide things open. And along with that volume increase means more PPE usage. It means obviously more places that our providers can find themselves in danger for getting ill. And we're out ahead of it. We're ready to, to meet those challenges. So the PPE is in place. The, the testing procedures are in place because the sick people aren't going anywhere. The COVID is still going to be in our community for quite some time. And yeah, it is. we just have to make sure that there's no false sense of security from people that it's just going away. You're going to be able to go get your hair cut, which, by the way, yeah. I desperately need. Yeah, I'm with you. I got, <laughs> you have to uh, tell Mandy to get out the trimmers. <laughs> Yeah, just, yeah, she just, declined. Just, just, just shave it off. Yeah, you know when it goes. Hey, it's 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 a huge, huge uh, sigh of relief in this community to know that you're heading up that uh, that uh, program over there and taking care of everybody. Leslie, did you have a question? Yeah, I did, Chad. Um, I assume you're probably still looking for um, EMTs and paramedics to join the team. Um, how do how does someone go about that if they are interested? Um, so one of the best ways to do that is to obtain an application from our website, bceaa.com. Um, you could call into my office direct and have, we can email you an application and that number is 304-229-0200. Uh, just so happens that as some of these restrictions are being lifted, we now have access to some of the places for, that we use for pre-employment testing processes that are open again. So we are very, very close to doing another uh, application and hiring process. Great. So this is a great time. Yeah, it Wonderful. Is. Yeah, it is. Well, Chad, we want to thank you for being on our show today, and congratulations on your award from the governor. Um, we'd love to Certainly catch up well with deserved. you, Mandy, soon. So um, let's stay in touch. Maybe have a glass of wine. Right, the next time we see Chad and Mandy, <laughs> let, let's have a glass you. of wine with Chad and Mandy. <laughs> yes. And we'll all have a great Congratulations. time. Congratulations. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. Alrighty. Well, have a great day and um, don't work too hard. I'll try not to. You all take care. Take care, buddy. <laughs> See you later. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, that was a really nice interview. Yeah, you know what? They're such really nice was. folks. And his assistant chief, Brenton Byers, we know he and his wife, Wendy, too. They're <laughs> all customers of ours. They We've were known young, them for years. Definitely. Yeah, and great, great folks and hardworking people. And he has he runs a great um, uh, division in the – actually, it's not it's, – it's, it's tied to the county. But if I recall correctly, he told me it's kind of independent. Okay. They do a great job of what they do over there. They have a really nice station. Uh, you and I visited there because we wanted Kennedy to join. He may still at some point. Yeah, he's 19. He's trying to figure that 19. out. So, you know, we we have, um, Kennedy's got a heart. Uh, he's a little softy. He may seem like he's a um, tough guy, but he's a little soft. He cares so, about people. Yeah, he does. He cares about people. We hope he decides to do that. That's yep. a great program to be involved in and very rewarding. Yep. So, all righty. Are you ready for it? Howdy, partners. It's the Real Estate Roundup. Yeehaw! <laughs> Let's go.
All righty. Kind of some good news today. Kind okay. of some good oh, news. Oh, really? Yes. So the Eastern Panhandle still has a dreadfully low inventory of houses available. All three counties, we still only have 781 houses. A lean market would be 1,500, so we're still way below what we really need. And you and I as realtors, we know every day we're showing properties to customers and either they're selling immediately, they're going under contract on our way to the showing. It's just difficult for buyers. It's great for sellers. So if you're a seller and you're thinking about this market, now's a good time. It looks like because the inventory is so low, we are seeing multiple offers. We're seeing escalation clauses, meaning that someone may bid on the house, but they will put in an escalation clause that will increase them so much yep. over another offer. So for instance, we had a client who um, put in $500 escalation clause. So when the multiple offers came in, the highest bid was at this number, and then Theirs was five hundred dollars more automatically. Mm -hmm. So they still didn't so get the house. So think about though. that with your realtors. If you are in yeah. multiple offer situations and you're not having any luck um, obtaining that that sales contract and and moving forward, then maybe an escalation clause is the way to go. We're also very surprised to find a lot of listing agents are advising their sellers not to accept backup backup offers. I don't understand that because as every realtors, time... we always try to get our sellers backup offers because mm -hmm. there is always a certain amount of fallout rate on contracts. And when that happens, if you have someone in the second place that can move right in, you just keep on chugging towards close. We've had it happen twice, folks, within the last month and a half. Yeah, we have. So, you know, with the lending guidelines and mm -hmm. they've been, um, they restrictions and, have been put right, on them. Right, so right. if you were on the borderline of a certain type of loan and you can't get that loan anymore, then that financing falls through and the second person in backup position or first backup position moves into first place. And then close. The so key is hang in there. The key is work with experienced real estate agents or an experienced team. And Leslie and I know what we're doing when it mm -hmm. comes to real estate. So mm -hmm. if you have questions, you're a seller, you're thinking about making that move, call us. We are the experts. We know what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in the last seventy nine uh, last seven days, since last Friday, we've had seventy nine new listings. That okay. number is the same nearly every week. Finally, though, last week we had way more sales than listings, therefore bleeding off the inventory. This week we have fewer sales. So there was only 43 closed sales in the last seven days. So we grew our inventory, not by much, but by a little bit. So we grew our inventory by like uh, 36 listings. But let's hope that this continues like this a little while. We've got to get some inventory built up. Is that cool? All right. I want to, I want to say a couple Definitely. quick things. So we have, Les and I have a couple new listings that are coming. If you're out there listening and you're you're curious about what's about to hit the market, we have three houses about to hit the market. We have 120 Molar Avenue, mm -hmm. little brick rancher on a basement with a detached large two-car garage. Um, it's all brick. It's going to be listed at 99900 So if you are a uh, first-time home buyer and you're looking mm -hmm. for something that does not have a big mortgage, this would be the home for you. It's a little... It's a brick bungalow, more so. Well, it's two bedrooms, two yeah. full bathrooms. Basement. Uh, yeah. Hardwood floors. A nice floors. corner lot. It's been lightly renovated. It's got mm -hmm. a nice kitchen and everything else, but it is a $99,900 house. Right. Um, it should conform to most lending uh, mm -hmm. guidelines. Uh, I just visited there this morning and reminded uh, the owner that they need to get a couple handrails on some stairs and yeah. take care of some peeling paint here and there. Uh, but it's going to be a great deal for somebody. The payment on that at today's rates, you're talking probably under 500 bucks, four or 500 bucks. Is that bucks. with principal and interest too? The owner currently rents that thing for like 1500 
So why spay? Oh, and that was one of our questions on our show today. Is it more expensive to buy or rent? It's far more expensive to rent. Consider buying a house. You can buy a house right now with no money down. And it's tax deductible every year. You take that interest and you mark it off of your taxes. Yep. So think about that. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. So if well, let's say you're looking in Charlestown. You're in Jefferson County. You want to look at Charlestown? Folks. Oh, my goodness. I have written, I think, what, three or four offers this week mm-hmm. for a client that's moving here from the Gaithersburg area that has overbid on Every houses. offer's overbid. Every single offer and has not gotten And not gotten a house. One until the last one last night. We got notification this morning that they got a house. <laughs> they and were very had, happy. She had to move from the Charlestown and Harper's Ferry area where she wanted to be. She wanted to be to closer to three forty so she could commute in. But she ended up in Shepherdstown because you know that's what though what she's was gonna available. love. But she's Shepherdstown. gonna love it. We love she's Shepherdstown. She's got four kids. They're gonna love it. Yes. It's gonna be great. But tell us about Shepherdstown and Jefferson County. Jane. Well, I'm gonna tell you about Charlestown. Okay. I have a listing coming up in Charlestown. It's on 113 Georgia Avenue. It's a little three bedroom uh, upstairs. It's three bedrooms, two baths. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's got a finished downstairs with a family room, another bathroom, and a room that could be a bedroom. So you, you'd be talking. Four bedrooms, three full baths on a little lot, fenced backyard in Charlestown, which is a little bit more expensive. And the price range on that, depending on what the owner is going to do, because he may paint it and do a bunch of upgrades to it, but the price range on that is going to be somewhere between one eighty and 200000 yes. So in Jefferson County, to have that much space... It's going to be a really, really nice. And it's house. listed. It will be. It is in Patrick Henry Estates. If you're familiar with that community, uh, it's right off of Route Nine yeah. East, right behind the Walmart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice little community in there. Oh, and what else happened with our other Lopez folks yesterday? Tell me what happened. We got short sale recall. approval on their offer. Oh, we're dealing with. Uh, we call us the Fabulous Three. We have two other uh, couples. They're Lopez's. Yep. <laughs> Did not know them we have until a, a Lopez family in Jefferson County. Yeah. Oh no, two Lopez families yeah. are buying so in Jefferson if you County. Bring us in. It's it's the fabulous three. But we did not know them until this spring when everybody right. started looking for houses. It just happened to be their last name was Lopez. Yep. However, yes, uh, short sales are what we call long sales, and when you have a short sale, that means you uh, the seller is negotiating a price less than what he owes on the house, and having that difference between washed out so that he can sell the house now there are some you know backpedaling to that of things that can happen with your um with well the time score, frame is so flexible too. normally it takes yeah. sometimes a very long time but we were able to get this thing pushed through pretty quickly yes so it's coming together pretty quickly it this was, thing may close in 30 days and it was our suggestion to the seller's agent that the seller consider a short sale because of the um, condition the, the condition and... of the house, it wasn't in that great a condition. It had some renters in it that, you know, renters don't always take good care of homes, you no, know, like we do as homeowners. So some do, but not in this case. And it Thankfully, needed some that, love. That, that listing agent listened to us. Yeah. You know, there's and no way she could have gotten what the I told her asking. what attorney to go with. She mm-hmm. went with Braille PC. And, yep, they, uh, they, yes. She did everything yeah, we told her to Yeah, Deb Eckert yeah, got that pushed through for us. And we are very thankful that we're moving That's forward. And together. so is she because she's expecting baby number three in july that's right we got to get there before the baby comes <laughs> yes get there before the baby comes so okay all right one more house coming up uh 2292 little georgetown road this is a little georgetown road access lot with a house in crossings on the potomac but yes. it's not inside the gated area beautiful house Gorgeous. six plus acres all wide open and flat fantastic 649.9 it's a lot of money but 
This house is over 5,100 square feet, soaring ceilings, massive granite countertops and custom cabinetry and three fully finished levels. It is a huge deck, big patio in the basement with a hot tub, a fireplace in the downstairs basement family room, another big fireplace with stone in the in the upstairs family room. Really ridiculously beautiful hand-built custom house by the owner. The guy who owns it, he and his wife built that with their two hands. And yes. it is He's beautiful. He's a licensed contractor. He yeah. built that with um, everything. He did it as he went, and they did certain things together. They they just did a beautiful oh. job. I mean, it's one of the prettiest houses I've ever seen. The lot is flat. You could put in a pool. Three-car garage. It comes garage. with a hot tub. Yep. And Hickory floors. It's so large that the basement that you could actually have a multi-family if you have yep. uh, parents living with you, or maybe you have adult children and you're trying to share that expense of home ownership. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. You could do that as well. Yeah, the basement is set up where you could have two bedrooms in the basement, a full bath in the basement's already there, a family room, or you could do a mini mm -hmm. kitchen in the one mm -hmm. unfinished area. It's an amazing. It is an amazing house. We don't have the date that it's coming on the market. However, we are prepared we are doing our property video flyover uh, professional photographer is coming in um, when this hits the market it is going to be heavy duty marketed beautiful you'll be able to see it all at one time and um, if you're looking for a realtor that will do that for you that's what we do I'm here so I'd love do. to help you um, I my house is sell Usually, um, we're Pretty off the quickly. market. Yeah, yeah, between 45 and 60 days and sold before 90. And we move houses. The Lopez team, we yeah. sell houses. We so. we, we had a, another uh, a, a property owner ask us the other day who has their house on the market. They asked us if we would do come and do marketing like we do on our listings. <laughs> on their house. For her, I was like, no. I was you, like, I'm sorry. I'm you not have to, <laughs> your Your agent is your agent. Um, so, but, but, it, but that's just further proof that the things that we do... We are the only ones who do it. Yeah, so if really you're looking for a top-notch realtor to market and sell your home, we're here. Um, it's built into what you would pay any other realtor. And we just do it over and above, and we try to be the best at what we do. So our goal is to make your goal a Happen. reality. Yep. Okay. Alrighty, All righty, Leslie. We have our final <laughs> section of the show. What are we doing? <laughs> really? It is TGIF. Thank goodness it's Friday. <laughs> Thank goodness it's Friday. It is. It's oh my really gosh. When you bring that in. Whoa. It always scares me. <laughs> it makes me jump out of my chair. <laughs> me too. <laughs> well, anyway, guys, it's Friday. And Friday's at 5. Main Street, Martinsburg. Tonight, 5 p.m. Find the Facebook uh, page for Main Street, Martinsburg. And you will hear Amanda Wilkins and Sam Stowell tonight as they sing some covers, but mainly some of their new songs off Amanda's new album. Based on what we heard today, it's going to sound great. Yes. Cheers. All right. It's going to be fun. All right. Yes, tomorrow. Tomorrow is Saturday. It's May 9th. We hope the weather starts to clear up because it is small business saturday support small business saturday now these donuts they are always out there in the community mm -hmm. these donuts and boardwalk fries folks guess, guess sweet who and salty. I'm, hold on hold on guess who i'm gonna get to come on the show next friday these donuts and i'm gonna have them bring some donuts <laughs> and some boardwalk fries oh my goodness we, we actually know these folks that run to, this truck I'll and we love them they're great folks not eat for but, a couple days but. We're going to put some calories in this next week. Oh, my gosh. That sounds wonderful. And hopefully, when I think of boardwalk, boardwalk fries, I think of 
sunshine and I think of the beach and I think of warmth. So hopefully they bring that sunshine with us. Mm. Okay. Put a little vinegar and some salt on them bad boys. Or to us, oh. that is. All right. So Man. tomorrow, if you go between 9 and 3 to Orsini's Appliances out on Hack Wilson Way, it's off of Route 9 East, then you will be able to get your donuts and boardwalk fries and support Small Business Saturday. Plus it's Mother's Day. Very important. Yes. Yep. Saturday. That's right. So, honey, in <laughs> honor of Mother's Day, I'm right. going to get you a well, jug of boardwalk fries like that and probably two dozen donuts. I know who will eat them. You will. You're going to eat some of them. <laughs> I will. Great. I'll eat a few. And um, Sunday is Mother's Day. So, please uh, stop by. At least call your mother. Tell her you love her and that you appreciate all that she has done for you. Tell us a mom story, Leslie. A mom's In story? honor of your mother. My mother? Yep. Oh, let me think here. I've got a lot. Uh, my mother is a wonderful gardener. And if you follow Perennial Garden Club, she has taught me everything I know about being a green thumb. She has also taught She's Anna. also a great cook. How come she didn't teach you to cook? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I, I, I used to start dinner when I would come home. Yes. Yeah. Boiling water. All right, so dinner. I'm going to tell you about my mother. So my mother was the general manager of a Peckham Public Service District, and that was the water company that joined with Berkeley County Public Service District back in the late 90s. Oh, um, she was there for over 30-some years and retired there. And um, when <laughs> one night, um, well, that's how I learned my math, because I used to go in and she would hire me to subtract meter books because the men would actually go out and they would write the actual meter in the um, book, yeah. amount down and then you'd subtract, you'd subtract them that from the and then someone reading. would put them into the computer, which was like this huge thing back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I contribute to learning my math from my mother, but she is a green thumb. She is a good cook and she is a wonderful seamstress. Um, she helped me through my 4-H projects, and um, yeah, so I got all the way to uh, Chicago with National 4-H Congress, and was sewing, and won a lot of awards through that. And Well, Leslie didn't tell a story, but I've got a Betty story. My my mother was up to visit, this was oh. many years ago, and we were at, at their house, and out in the yard, Betty oh, never wears shoes when she's working out in the yard. <laughs> she won't. She's a country girl. Yeah, she's a gardener. Yeah. That's what she does. Yeah. And uh, there was a bee that landed on the ground. And Betty squashed <laughs> that bee with her bare foot. And my mother was like, whoa, that is a tough lady. And that's one the truth. La one last story. We used to always take walks. And one, one morning on a weekend, we always walked to Shoney's because we lived close to Shoney's at the time. It's now the Mexican restaurant. Mm -hmm. We're walking down. I'm in college. We're walking down the hill and walking down to Tuscarora Pike. Next thing I know, my mother's on the ground. Oh, no. She had fallen and hurt her ankle. Oh. She swears that my father told her to get up and brush it off. It would it would feel better after she walked it off. I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. You got to walk it off. So we walked to Shoney's all the way over the bridge, King Street Bridge, went to Shoney's, had breakfast, walked yeah. all the way home. Yeah. The next day, she told my father that it just didn't feel quite right. And he came to the office, looked at it, and they took her to the doctor. And she actually had a broken ankle. And she had walked on it all that. She is tough. She is a, definitely a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. So I have a story about my mother. Okay, go. So I just went down to visit my mother last week. She's self-quarantining on some property that my sisters and I own in the southern part of the state. She's got a little cabin down there. She's got a... She, it's, it's 
fully self-sufficient. It's got running water and electricity and heat and a bathroom. And she's got everything she needs. She has friends that still live out in the country who occasionally bring her food. Oh, I was supposed to get back to Eli today. Anyway, so yeah, she, she's got like every, every, she's got everything she needs. She's enjoying herself. So I went down there just to kind of help her do some, some chores that needed done. So I had her, as it's warmed up. I went down and kind of helped her put some things away. I split some wood for the fire. It cleaned up around the, the site. Just did a whole bunch of work. And then as I was getting ready to leave, I said, uh, I said I'm said i not supposed to hug you, Mom. Uh, my older sister, Dawn, told me not to hug Mom. She's <laughs> like, she I, does, you can't be giving her COVID. And, I was, and, and, and Mom says, you better not leave without giving me a hug. <laughs> so when I gave her a hug, she held on to me, man. She held on to me for like so long. She was just like really squeezing well, me no tight. no wonder she's down there all by herself, her and, and the dogs. I, I told her I loved her and that was it. Yeah. And I came home. But it yeah. was it was a nice little visit. Oh, that's nice. She's, she's awesome. <laughs> well, anyway, folks, we want to thank you for joining us on 100% Real with Leslie <laughs> and Jamie. We had a great day. We had a great great guest today. Thanks to Amanda Wilkins, to Sam Stubble, and also Chad to and Chad Weinbrenner uh, with the Berkeley County Emergency Ambulance Authority. We want to wish you a very happy Mother's Day weekend. Make All sure that you celebrate and say hello to mom. Even if mom is still not around, go see her. All Call right? her on the phone. Yes. Tell her you love her. Cheers. Have a good weekend. Bye-bye.